I need a microphone. I, I have, boy, I have missed being here. Oh, thank you. But I, I'm, I, we, Jan and I so covet your prayers all the time, all the time. Uh, we used to, we had a, well, we all remember Graham, but there was a, another Down syndrome boy that would come to church sometimes, and he was, uh, he was alive. He would run around, and sometimes he'd sneak up to the mic and scream into the mic because he wanted to be heard. And uh, it was interesting, but he was alive. And he had a shirt, a T-shirt that he would wear sometimes. And I looked at the shirt close, and it said, and there's a bunch of people jumping up and down, having a good time, and it says, there's a party somewhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that we have, because of Jesus, a party in our heart. That we can express, and we're allowed to, we can express our love for him in the, in the praise and the worship and in the shouting. I mean, Jesus actually, as we all know, went to a wedding. And he had a good time. I'm sure he had a good time. I'm, I'm absolutely sure he dance too. And his mother, his mother, how many, how many have mothers that tell you what to do sometimes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> My mother was 93 yesterday. She was still telling me what to do. Some things don't change. But Jesus' mother said, um, They've run out of wine and told some people, do what he says. So Jesus said, oh, mother, mother, it's not my time yet. How can you put me on the spot like this? But he did. Filled, he had them fill jugs, empty jugs with water. And he turned the water into wine. That really can step on a few people's theology or what they think is right and what isn't. What's right and what's wrong. But he did that. But he always had a purpose. And, and what I found out one time, the bigger purpose was that those jugs were the Jewish purification jars. Can you imagine, can you imagine the flapping of Jewish tongues because he did that? But our God, our God has a purpose for us. And he, he longs to hear our praise and he longs to hear our worship and our love for him. And, I, and it's exciting, it's exciting to be here. And I, I, I want to hear some sharing now. If you have some sharing. Not today. <laughs> yeah, 
Good morning, everybody. Sorry, Bruce. I know you'll fix it later. Sorry. So um, just have a couple things. And just like Sean was talking about Psalm 30, I think this is for somebody, too. Somebody might need to hear this today. And it's a true story. And there was um, a Jamaican chef named Johnny. And um, he had an idea to make um, a salad dressing. And he made it, and he went to a rest, his restaurant, and he made it, and he liked the taste of it, and he liked it so much. He set it aside, and he thought what he could do with it later. And so the story goes is that there's a zealous assistant, and he goes, and he tastes this salad dressing, and he thought it was a marinade. So he decides upon himself to make a marinade out of chicken and vegetables and casserole out of it. And then what happens is the chef comes back and he says, what happened? He says, that's my salad dressing. What are you doing? And so the gentleman, he explained, he says, well, I thought it was a marinade. And um, he felt kind of bad. But they decided, well, let's cook it anyway. We're not going to throw it out. So they did it, and they loved it. And um, I think there's a message here for somebody and that it's that some people feel as though they can't let go of an error that they had made a long time ago, or even just recently. And you might feel as though you have a crushed spirit about this situation. <clears throat> I believe the Lord is saying, don't get bent out of shape over it. <clears throat> and cast your cares upon me, says the Lord. Just like it says in 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your cares upon him, because he cares for you. Because we have to remember that there is usually, and not always, but sometimes a silver lining in that dark cloud. You see, that dressing that was made later into a marinade became a huge hit, and they sold millions of bottles, and they still sell it today. I can just imagine the assistant, when he goes to the grocery store, and he finds himself in the salad dressing and marinade section, because he sees on the bottle in black, mistake, mistake. Because what it actually says in front of it is Jamaican mistake, if you've ever seen that. And what it is, is that they made a brand out of it. And the Lord is saying that your mistake that's bothering you so much, that perhaps if you turn it around and see it in a different way, there's a blessing where others benefited from it. And perhaps you could too. I believe the Lord is saying, look at the possibilities and know that I am guiding your steps to freedom. Just so lean on me, says the Lord, and I will carry you. And when and if necessary, stay hopeful. And watch what I can do, says the Lord. The honor goes to him. Stay grateful. Thank you. I just have one, one, one more thing, sorry, because this is, this is a time, I think it's a time-sensitive um, thing. It'll make sense in a minute. About a week ago, I had a word, and I shared it um, just amongst some people, and it was uh, countdown to limits. The Lord's saying there's going to be countdown to limits, and if you remember in COVID, we won't talk about COVID too much, but if you remember, um, we're only allowed sometimes one butter and one bread at the grocery stores. And uh, the Lord showed me a picture. 
and the word. The word was countdown to limits, <clears throat> that there's a drawing trend coming as the marketplace is twisted. And he showed me this picture in my mind of a pretzel. And if you look at the pretzel, it looks like it's been twisted in the marketplace. What's going on right now with Putin, and he's blocking the grain in Ukraine. That's right, if you turn it around, he's seeing it already. But the Lord showed me a few things, that if you turn it this way, there's a heart. So the Lord has his heart on this situation. And if you look at it from another way, it looks like a peace sign. So somebody likes it there in the front. But the, the word that I have to finish that off is, is that, this is what I heard, is that self-appointed upper echelon, they're twisted with passion, but the wrong kind of passion, one without any compassion, there's a drawing a trend in the spirit that's coming and that will be taking people's passion elsewhere out of the church. Where I am infinite, says the Lord, and that I will not limit you to come to me. So if you also look at this, it kind of looks like a symbol of infinity. So he's infinite and that he will not limit you when you come to him. It's not just one prayer a day. You can just, he's unlimitless. There you go. And lastly, as you have fallen and cannot get up, I will pick you up and take you for my own. Just as I have carried my lost sheep, one by one your needs will be met by me, says the Lord. So be encouraged to continue on the journey that I have shown you. Strikes do happen, but soon the placards come down as no one really wants to fight about bringing important goods to market. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Thanks for that, Michelle. And uh, just as I was listening to what you were sharing, Michelle, I was thinking of what Pastor Bruce was just saying about purpose. And sometimes we don't see the purpose, but God has a bigger purpose in things. But further into that is also the idea, if you are holding something where you've made a mistake and you can't get over it, what is that really? It is. It's sin. It's pride. And we have to go to the Father for forgiveness all the time. And if we don't humble our hearts, if we don't humble our hearts before the Lord and recognize that we're all going to make mistakes, we all fall short, then the pride of life will hold us from what God really has for his full purpose. Um, I just want to share something. Uh, God gave me a dream last night, very, very viv vivid dream. And... Uh, I guess I'm getting, is it the old men that dream dreams? <laughs> yeah. It was a picture of about 30 or so people, and it was this very broad, wide, and deep valley. And we were all, there was a bit before the dream that I don't recall, but the part where I picked it up was we were all traveling in this big, broad, wide valley. 
And there was a sort of an anxiousness or fear over everyone that there was some impending doom that was coming. And I was trying to get everybody to come along. Come on, you know, we got to go, we got to go, and just keep on going along in the valley. And then um, there was a river in the bottom of the valley. And on the river, there was a small little boat. It was kind of like one of those galleons, like a Spanish galleon or, a, you know, what we call like a pirate ship, but not all those ships were pirate ships. We just see them in movies that way. And it was just small, like a toy. And I just knew, like, that, that's our, that's our uh, salvation. That's our answer is this little boat. And so I was telling everyone, okay, oh, see, there's the boat. There's the boat. It's, it's going to be good. It's going to be okay. And so we still had this impending doom in our minds, but we just, I just knew that this was going to be, okay. come on, come on, we just got to go further up. And then the boat just disappeared, or I stopped thinking about it, or it wasn't part of what we were thinking of. And um, the next thing, it was just all sorts of water was coming in and starting to fill up the valley. And people wanted to scatter and run away and try to run up the hills. Or, and I say, no, 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 you can't go, you can't go, you got to stay here. You can't leave. This is where we're going to be okay. The boat's going to come back for us. And they had this little vision of a little tiny boat. And how is that going to save us? And then as the waters came more and more and more, filling up this uh, long and wide and uh, deep valley, everybody started to really like get uh, concerned and worried that, that they were going to die. And I said, no, 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 no. We've got to hold in. We've got to hold here. We've got to wait. We've got to wait. Don't leave. You'll die if you leave. And then, all of a sudden, out of the sky, that little toy boat comes down. It's a massive boat now. And it just lands right in front of us. And we all walk onto the boat. And then we lift away. And then the, all the valley floods and fills up. You know, I, I thought about this. And the one thing that really struck me in that dream was how we look at Jesus as an image today. And we just see this sort of little toy boat of a Jesus but the big fullness of God, of Jesus coming back, it's going to rescue us. We just know that he is going to do that. He will fulfill his promise. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. I, I felt impressed this morning. I was reading in Ephesians to read this this passage and I think it goes along with your vision your dream Kevin <laughs> for this reason ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints I've not stopped giving thanks for you remembering you in my prayers I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so you may know him better I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparab incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God has placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over, over uh, everything for the church, 
which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. And I don't, I don't know if you caught what the fullness was. Anybody catch it? I know I'm reading quickly. God placed all things under his, Jesus's feet, and appointed him, Jesus, to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. The fullness of him is the church. It's his body. And I think, you know, when we talk about the, the present age and the age to come, he is preparing us for the age to come. And this is, this is our training ground to walk in the fullness and be the fullness of Christ in the earth in its present state where he might look like a small ship, but the fullness is still to come. So it, it's, um, I think he's preparing our hearts. I also <clears throat> wanted to read that passage because it starts with, um, I've heard of all your faith and your love in the Lord Jesus, and I, I just want to thank some people um, I was all, all excited when I got back from the tent crusade and forgot to thank all the amazing people who um, made the Amiot um, celebration of life, that service. We we just blessed that family. <laughs> like, we, I can't tell you. So, you know, and I, I'm, I'm going to forget somebody, but Val, Brenda, Kevin, Michelle, um, Heather, there were just so many people who kicked in and helped and brought food. Michelle Chisholm made these skewers of fruit that looked absolutely gorgeous, and we just blessed that family. They were, they were so touched. So thank you all. And um, um, can we throw those pictures up there, Gord? So um, and then just while um, before we get doing that, I just want to bring in updates. So Sean's mom is in the hospital. Hopefully, get a pacemaker tomorrow. Okay. Okay, so um, just pray for Renata that her heart will stabilize and, um, and you know, God can be her pacemaker. She, she can be healed without the pacemaker, but let's just pray for her. Hank's daughter, Carol, has been having a real battle with cancer and her health, and she's doing better, right? So her newsletter is on the back bulletin board there in Costa Rica, and be praying for Carol and their family and their mission amongst kids in Costa Rica. And um, John's, John Squarebig, our drummer, his nephew is, it sounds like he's stabilized in hospital after an overdose. So there's a lot of answers to prayer right now. And, um, but I was particularly blessed. Um, be, our church is being painted, if you haven't heard. Um, it'll be light blue and dark blue. And um, that God has provided. This needed to happen because we have bricks that are leaching and uh, it needs to be resealed and stuff. So the same people that painted the bowling alley, it's a young, a bunch of young guys, and they're, they're really reputable and, and good, and I think, uh, I think they gave us a deal. And uh, so they've just been really gracious to work with. And, but there was some prep that we had to do, and one thing was when the big storm blew off the awning and the fencing we had at the front, we still had those boards across, so you may have noticed that you can kind of read overweighty foods now on the front of the building. So Michelle, Nurse, and Roy, and Roy, who is not yet in the kingdom, I just want to say this, he came with all, he owns scaffolding, he came with all the gear and they worked like, a, you know, a couple of, of uh, serious workers. Look at this. Right? 
and they got that down. It had these mega bolts in it. We didn't know if we could get the whole thing down. We thought we might be able to get one row of wood down, and they got both rows down, and we were, we were just astounded, and then got the si all the signage off that had to come down uh, before the painting. And then look who else had helping me here. So uh, Jesse and Luke Peterson came. They whippersnipped. They picked up all the dog dirt at the side of the building. They dug a trench where the foundation wasn't exposed at the back of the building. They worked like little fiends. They were, they were so amazing. And, uh, and so there's, there's uh, and so then uh, unexpectedly, some former colleagues of ours from Africa who now live in Texas, uh, they came by on Friday. Gord took Tim to men's breakfast on Saturday, and Tim, being a consummate missionary, said, is there anything I can do to help you guys? And Gord said, well, we could go scrape the rest of the glue off the church. So Tim jumps up, starts scraping the church. There was a piece of the mural coming unglued. That got glued on. And then we, Lois and I pull up, and Tim says, there's a couple of broken tables in the church that you could fix, Lois. So Lois comes in. She fixes the table. She's gluing on baseboards. She's like They just walked around and just did anything they saw to do. So I want to tell you what. The saints of God are amazing. And the people, people of God, that, this is the body of Christ. So I'm just really thanking God for just how... Uh, he supplies, and I think that um, it's just going to, we're coming into a new season, and I think Bruce is probably going to talk a bit about that, but the new paint on the building, and we're going to have a, a new sign, and just a few things that it feels like God is doing, as he loves to do, a new thing. So um, bless the Lord for this family. We really thank God for each of you, and uh, are so thankful for each of you. Amen. With all the things that got done, I'll be taking another vacation shortly. <laughs> oh, bless you. You, you have uh, no idea uh, the things that God, God is doing. I, um, we, we, were, we went to Manning Park for the first part of our vacation, and I was, I was sick before we left. And Jan said, are we still going to go? And I said, I've been out of the loop for a while. <laughs> okay. Are we still going to go? And I said, yeah, we, we really need a holiday. Remember, remember that word, holiday. Um, so we, uh, we have a week off. And we're in Manning Park, have a beautiful campsite. And when we got the trailer, I, uh, I was adamant that I was going to get a solar panel. Because without a solar panel, you know, you get your batteries charged and then you got to figure out how to charge them again. And I, I thought, oh, this would be great. I won't even have to worry about it. But the operative word is solar. And when you have a wife and an older daughter and you 
get to your campsite, they're looking for shade. <laughs> and it's happened before, and I, I can't quite get the idea across that we got to have sun if there's a solar panel. And I think, I think they finally figured it out. We're talking, uh, I had bought, I would waited till Canadian Tire had a super deal on a little solar panel, small one, and it was, it was a good price. And I thought, okay, I can, you know, maybe I can just keep ahead of the game if I chase the sun. Well, there's Bruce for hours and hours. And then everyone's going, Dad, are, are you going to come fishing? No, I've got to chase the sun. And Jan said, Jan says, as my wife in her unimitable style says, boy, there's a sermon here somewhere. And I said, yeah, there is. And about, about us, it relates to us that we can't get the energy that God supplies us if we don't live in his light. We have to live in his light. And with, I, I had a, I've been writing down lots of things for sermons and I got up early this morning and I thought, oh, it's going to get all put together. And you know how techy I'm not. Our computer didn't work. And so it even messed with me. I actually had to thumb through the Bible and find my own scriptures instead of, you know, you could put in sometimes three or four words and it goes right to the scripture you're looking for. I didn't have that. But I, God has a tendency to change what I have planned. Have you ever had that experience? But he, he does. He wants to be the plan. He wants for him to be our plan. That we, we live for him. Uh, I, um, again, it's kind of interesting because I'm standing up here and he's changing all of what I had to say. Val and I were talking about that, and he said the Holy Spirit, he wants to be in charge. He wants to be in charge of us, our service. He wants to be in charge of what's said. He wants to be in charge of what we sing. All he asks is that we give to him. We, we, we show him that we love him. And that was, that was evident in our praise and our worship today, as, as it is every Sunday. And it, should, and it should be. It should be a cry of our heart that we cry out to him and ask him. My scripture, scripture today, well, I had a few, but I'm going to start with this one. And it's 2 Corinthians 4. 13 to 18. And I, I was confirmed 
when, when Sue was sharing about, well, I, I knew it beforehand, but when Sue was sharing and, and we pray, we're conscious of the people that we need to pray for, and the things that I hear that are going on in your lives and mine, this is a terribly appropriate scripture. And it's 2 Corinthians 4, 13 to 18. It is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. With that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people. Oh, I love that. If you don't believe in grace, it's kind of hard to read that scripture and believe that scripture. Because in, in this time, and with all the things that are going on in the world, grace upon grace needs to be meted out in our world today. And grace is Christ. That's who we share. We walk in the light so we have his energy to share with people. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart Though outwardly we are wasting away. And I, my, my, my mother turned 93 yesterday. And I took her strawberries and, and uh, soft ice cream because she likes soft ice cream. And I've been, they've been saying that she hasn't been eating well. And I, we, we have raspberries in our garden. So I've been feeding her on a regular basis ice cream and raspberries and when we had strawberries that too and she is eating she certainly eats that I said to her yesterday would you like an ice cream cake anything ice cream therefore we do not lose heart though outwardly we are wasting away I look at my mom and yeah she's wasting away yet inwardly we are being renewed Day by day. Right, Mary? Right? Mary shared one time up front that she is not useless. That she, she, I, think it, I think she shared about feeling on a sh being put on a shelf. But she's not. She is growing day by day inwardly. For our light... And momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Did you know we're gaining weight? When we go through light and momentary afflictions, we are putting on weight. It, in, in one translation, an eternal weight of glory. That's happening. All of the troubles, all of the things that we're going through, we're putting on an eternal weight of glory. With my first, um, uh, 
had, had COVID rather badly and I lost 15 pounds. And I don't recommend that as a diet, but it worked well. <laughs> then I got sick again and I lost another five pounds with, uh, with our vacation. We, the oncologist saw my wife and I and she said, you guys need a break. And we were just going through the motions. You know, chemo every Wednesday. Sometimes it was twice a week, not with chemo, but you'd have a, an appointment. We were just going. And it's been, it has been three and a half years. But we've all been going through stuff. With the, with the, with the pandemic, COVID, the world's changed. We all know that. The world's changed, but our God has not. And I, um, it's been here a couple times. An older gentleman that I've known since I've come to town, and he used to be a, a pastor in a church. And I, and he would admit, I can say this because he's admitted to me, I ran the most legalistic church in the world, but he's changed. He is on fire. My wife and I saw them at Canadian Tire. And Jen says, he's changed. God is doing that in us. This is a season for change. To change our hearts. To change our thinking. We're going to be doing things that we've never done before. That's what's coming. Churches, and I don't believe church is even going to look the same. Because God is saying... You guys haven't done that well. <laughs> I want it back. I want it back. Give it to me. An eternal weight of glory. And I want, I want, a, I want people to see the glory in me. That's his, not mine. It's not, it's not like it's about me. It's about him. He indwells in us. He unctions us. We, one of the, when we, when we got, was at the end of our first week at Manning Park, and Jen is just starting to get sick, and it's not a huge trailer, but I am coughing my head off and trying to not let them get sick, praying that. Well, of course, Becca got sick. She didn't need antibiotics. We get home. Jan, I have to take her to emergency because she's got pneumonia, gets intravenous antibiotics two or three days in a row, and then, and then pills. And uh, that's why I wasn't singing much today. I'm starting to lose my voice. Because I had bronchitis, got antibiotics, feeling better. But momentary light affliction is producing glory in me, his Glory, his glory. We were supposed to go on more vacations, more time away. God said, remember when the oncologist said you needed a rest? Didn't say you needed a holiday. I want you to have a rest. Yeah, we're good. Thank you. No, don't say sorry. That was a, was a great thought. But that's, that, that is the unction that he's, that he's ca calling us to do. That. What Sean just did. 
And we need to do those things more. We, when, we got, um, when we got home, I had set up, because we want to sell my uh, parents' house, I want to get it listed. I had, I had researched a company called uh, Soft Wash. And I prayed about it. And I knew I was supposed to call him and get him and come and do my house and uh, my mother's house. And uh, they came. And they, they were strange-looking dudes. The supervisor had one of those goatee things with the rubber bands on it. And it was just sticking out like that. A Fu Manchu. He was bald. Uh, no, no, nothing. Hey, it's... Don't, don't look at me in the sunshine, because it's coming for me. I'll have to ask you how you shave your head, because that's coming. So they, they come, and there's four of them, and I'm sick. I'm still coughing. I'm starting to get better. And I said, hey, guys, I, I, you know, I don't want you to get sick. It's, it's not re- they say it's not really contagious anymore. I'm on antibiotics, but I'm getting better. So I show them the house, and the, the gentleman's name was Matt. And he says, oh, this is your parents' house. Yeah, yeah, it's my parents' house. He said, you're getting it clean. Could, uh, where are your parents? I said, well, my, my mother's in a home, and my father passed away a year ago. And he says, turns to me, and he says, uh, my, my father passed away a couple months ago. And he starts to weep. And just like Sean brought me the water, because he was unctioned to do that, I was unctioned to pray for him. And I turned to him and I said, Matt. And I didn't, they didn't know me from Adam. I said, I, I, would like, I would like to lay my hands on you and pray for you, if you're okay. I said, it's not going to be embarrassing for you, and it's going to be short. Because <laughs> I don't, I can't, I got to go sit down, because I, I get really tired fast. He said, oh, okay. And he was a little nervous, laid my hands on, prayed for him, that, that he'd get through the grieving, and that he'd feel better. And he said, thanks. And I stumbled back to my house, went in, the doorbell rings. And the supervisor, the guy with the goatee, and the bald guy, he says, hey, man, I can't believe you prayed for Matt. What a wonderful thing to do. I said, well, I, I just thought God wanted me to do that. He says, well, man, you don't even know me, man. I just, I just quit being an addict. I don't take fentanyl anymore. I don't take cocaine. I don't take heroin. And I said, praise God, man. He says, no, this is crazy. And my wife, my wife was mentally ill. She used to take a whole bunch of uh, psychotic drugs and everything for 10 years. She's healed. God's healed her. I go to church. I mean, he doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. I said, praise, praise God. But do, do you know, those guys worked like dogs to clean. And it, was, it wasn't an expectation that I had, but the whole attitude shifted because of what God has placed in me. Because they see, well, what you're different. Sean was sharing about it. He says, I got, I got guys where I work. They don't even know that I'm a pastor. And they come up, hey, I'll hear your pastor. Where did he hear it from? 
I get asked all the time to share with people. And it was, it was, it was crazy. They were there for four hours. Every time, every time I came out just to check on them, see if they needed water or anything. I think I'll have some right now. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was incredible. It, it was uh, God met. God met me and them in that situation. And I, I, I didn't ask, but there's got to be some kind of Christian influence in that company. Because you don't get. And they were incredible. They worked like fiends. But you don't get good people unless you have a good company. So I've been praying for them. I want to write a, they asked me to write a, a testimonial and, and, and do all that stuff. But God, God is in all this stuff. Even, even when it hurts, even when it's tough, he's in it. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So we're sitting at our campground in Manning Park. Put all the food on the table. And we, we've got things that we pray over the food. Or sometimes we sing. And so it was we did. Um, oh, goodness. The one where it's amen at the end. Does that narrow it down for you? Um, for, for, pardon? Yeah, that's right. I think that's it. Anyways, so we sing the song, and we get, and we're singing loud. Yeah, that's what it is. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. And then at, when you finish the end, you go, amen. So we're just getting ready to do the amen. And two campsites. Sing the Amen with us. And they sang it loud. They sang it loud. And I, I turned to my wife. I said, God's telling us something. God's telling us something that he's in everything. The one guy, the one guy ran, ran halfway over to our camps and sang that part. And then my little granddaughter and grandson started playing with their little grand, our daughter, their name's Amy. It was, it was just, it was, it was God, a God moment. And I, and I, I get to, I get to that part, momentary light affliction. And we, we've, we've had some Leadership things changing in our church. I believe God has asked me to slow down and to step back. Please be patient with me. Because that's hard to change sometimes. 
to, to step back. But he, he wants me to look after my wife and look after my mother. And I am going to be 70. So, I, I, you know, Sue thanked everyone else, but after the painting of the building is over, she's going to be called Michelangelo. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a huge job. I went through it one time before. But God is, God is, is, is dealing with us. And um, I'm, well, I'm going to share this. Steve, when he was, when he was pastor, or we, um, we actually called a few guys to come and see if they wanted to be pastors here a long, long time ago. And uh, we had an older gentleman in, that was running the church, and I was a, a deacon or an elder, whatever, and uh, he was getting tired, and he wanted someone to come, so we brought in a few people. Well, Steve, Steve and I had been friends for forever, and it was God who told him to come one year and, and, and see me, but he didn't come. The next year, God told him, go see Bruce again. So he came, it was roughly the same day, and this was all going on. Like God, God was choosing someone. I was I'm absolutely sure of that. So Steve comes, and it changes. But the, the big problem was, is the older gentleman didn't really want change, didn't really want someone to have their own ideas, wanted Steve to have his ideas. Doesn't work with Steve. Well, it really, it's really tough on anyone to do that. So they, they actually left, but Steve came and when it evolved into this building, without getting into that, it was absolutely miraculous that we got this building. But in the process, we had a meeting. And Steve, I, it was a, on a Wednesday night, and I usually went to Vancouver to buy stock for my, sport, my wife and my sporting goods store. Well, Steve called me up in the evening and says, Oh, Bruce, we've, you're, it's time to make a decision, and this is what I think God wants us to do, and you need to come. And I said, well, I'm a little tired. And I was scared. I was afraid. This is a big building. We didn't have very many, much finances. And Steve says, no, you got to come. And two or three days before, I was in the back room in the store, and they always have the radio on, and this song comes on, and it's put me in the game, coach. I'm ready to play. And it's not, a, it's not a Christian song, but God spoke to me through that song. Bruce, I want you in the game. I want you to be ready to play. Anyway, so I talked to Steve. I'm driving out to uh, Steve's house. I think, Kevin, you were there, weren't you? Were you there for that meeting? But I'm driving across the old Coquihalla River on the bridge, and I said, God, this is crazy. And I was already thinking about hydro and gas. And I said, God, what do you want? He says, I just want you to say yes. That's all? Why don't you think about anything else? 
just want you to say yes. We sang about that today. So whatever God is calling to you to do, say yes. Because it, it will be incredible. It will be glorious. So that all happened, and it was a miracle that we got in. And then the question of a sign came up for the building. And God spoke to Steve. And it, I mean, it, it shouldn't be, but it's always been our DNA to want to do what God wants. And, it's, and it shouldn't just be, it shouldn't be a DNA thing. It should be in us that we cry out to God and say, God, what do you want? What do you, what do you want? And Steve, in the uh, email he sent to me, it's, it said, I, you know, at the time, and we were just starting to build and do stuff, had nothing, over, or well, it was actually the Patterson Group, actually let us fix the building for a loony every month for a year. So we paid them $12 while we were fixing up. But there were all kinds of issues. <laughs> a roof that leaked like a sieve. But God was so in it. And about the sign, God spoke to Steve and said, you know, I don't really want you to have a sign. And here's the reason. I don't want you guys to have good ideas. I want you to have God ideas. And, and more and more in these days, that is so important. I was, I was watching, I don't know if you know T.D. Jakes, I just wa- it was like a 30-second blurb, and he says, we are moving into a new season, a new season of extreme, extreme trust, a new level of trust, a trust in him that we've never had before. And then he says, and there will be extreme, extreme not knowing because that's why you need extreme, extreme trust. He, and, and that's what's coming. It, it's kind of scary out there. And I, I'll, I'll go back to the man I told you about, the man that his life has changed. He, he is so on fire. And I said, I said this to him. He said, yeah. Oh, it's, it's so different, Bruce. It's so different. I, I've, I've never experienced what I'm experiencing in Christ right now and my wife says he has changed changed absolutely changed and he, he it's and they, he he's you know what he's doing he's going to lots of different churches just to get different ideas and god is calling him to do that so over the course of time every once in a while i'd been asked why, how come we don't have a sign? Or we should get a sign. And uh, I always went back to, to that. I didn't even know the story. I just knew that God had spoke to Steve. So I, I didn't, you tried to explain that we were supposed to be, we were kind of a community building and we opened it up for the community, which we have. And I believe in that process, God has given us incredible favor in this community. Well, it's a new season now. Um, there was a, 
was a prophetic word that Trish had given to me, but being going on 70, my mind doesn't remember quite like my wife does. And she says, do you remember that uh, Trish said that God will want you to step back and do less? But he is going to bring people from within. And I'm going, God, hmm. You know, when I, I, thought, I thought of that, and I thought of how good that would be compared to other places that put a call out. We need a pastor. And then they have an uh, interview committee. And they go through numbers and numbers of people. And, and don't get someone. Or they get someone and then they don't last very long. And I'm going, oh boy. And then one, one Sunday, I'm looking at Sean and Teresa. And God says, ask Sean if he has ever thought about being a pastor. And the word that he gave was, well, whatever God wants. He's in. They're in. That's the ticket. That's the ticket. And they're together in it. Like, even though my wife isn't here, we're in this together. Like, she's the one that said, you know... You know, the whole sign thing, Bruce. You know, the season's kind of changing at the church, right? Maybe it's time. And it is time. And God spoke to me about that. Uh, Sue had sent another, another thing about signage. We're painting the building. Good time. You know, all really good ideas. And I'm going, oh, yeah, maybe it is. But I want to talk to Steve. So then Steve sends me something. And I got to talk to Steve about, more about Sean and Teresa. And they plugged in. And God chose them. The same thing happened to me. Steve one day said he's going to step back. I'm sitting in the meeting. And God goes, you've been in the boat long enough, Bruce. You need to walk on the water now. And it was a process. Let me tell you, it didn't happen in 10 seconds. It happened over a course of time. Matter of fact, I called myself at the start the reluctant pastor until people said, you shouldn't be calling yourself that anymore. <laughs> I think it was a couple ladies that said that to me. <laughs> so I, I stopped doing that. But it's happened the same for them. And it's the way it should be. God should do the calling. We, we Sue and I have not coerced they're going, to, they're going to come to CMA, and, and I, I, didn't, I didn't even know that was happening. And I was talking to Sue about, well, you know, maybe we'll give them a year, and they can, uh, you know, go to CMA, and, and, you know, maybe next year. When Sean found out about CMA, he got time off work to go so they could go. Who does stuff like that? God does. Who, who, who other than God? Like, God doesn't do things that we think are normal. He says, don't put a sign on the building. I'm going to cause favor. It's not going to be about you. It's going to be about me. That's what he said. 
And that's, that needs to be the cry of our hearts, that it's not about you, it's about him. Being that solar panel, looking for the sun, was was crazy. I was out there with my little panel and everybody's fishing and playing and walking and here's Bruce and he's thinking like this, a little thing. And there's a guy that's walking up the street and he says, ah, the life of a solar system. I said, you do this too. He says, yeah, and it's crazy. I actually just bought a generator. <laughs> I bought the gas. I sold the solar panel. <laughs> crazy, just crazy. And you look, at the, you look at the charging board all the time. Jan, it's not charging. We've got to get in the sun next time. No telling me that we don't want to be hot. We're going to be in the shade. I've been looking at generators myself. <laughs> Anybody wants a solar panel with wheels on it, that's the one I want. <laughs> Praise God. Stay in the light. And I, oh, that's, and that's, I, I lost that thought. Boy, I, I'm getting sketchy all the time at my old age. But this gentleman, and see, then I lost it again. Hmm. Lost it. But is, it is a season. It's an, it, it is a new, new season for us. And don't, there, okay, God just gave it back to me. The stuff that's happening right now should not be a surprise to us. He's told us these strange things were going to happen, but he changes not. He is always there. The campground goes, Amen. <laughs> and then we, then, we have, then we developed a relationship. Just like these guys to wash in the house. We, because of Jesus, we developed a relationship. Don't be frightened. Just... Trust more and walk in the light. Find him. Here I am. Here's my, here's my solar panel, God. Here it is. And he'll energize you. And that's what we have to share with people. Um, I'm, you know, we, um, when we were trying to figure out what to do on the on the, the, the pride day or week or month or whatever it was. God's got that figured out. I don't need to worry about that. I listened to a pastor from Manitoba and he said, when have we ever solved anything by protesting something? It doesn't. It's about Jesus. It's about grace, more and more grace. That's what we need to share. It's going to happen. Don't be frightened. 
He's all over this. Heavenly Father, we, I th- thank you for today. Just speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts. It was, it was just like when I was dealing with a supervisor and, and, he, and he looked different. I've seen a lot of different people with what you've called me to do, Father. But you reminded me to look at a person's heart. Look at a person's heart, Father. Because that's the most revealing thing. That he had to come and thank me for praying for his fellow employee. And then he had to tell me, tell me who am I about his life and how you saved it. Thank you, Jesus. Bless each one today. And, and thank you. Show us what we need to put on the sign. Thank you, Jesus. Give us that new level of trust and a new level of not knowing. And Father, give us God ideas in everything that we do, in the church, in our families, in our lives together. When we, (laughs) good things are happening in the park, Father. Thank you for that. Thank you for the God idea to go do that. Bless the people that are unctioned to do that. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the, bless the company that's painting our building, that they will sense your presence. More and more grace is going out, Lord. Just thank you for this day. Bless each one. Bless the people with you. I've, I've, prayed for.